Hi everyone, uh, folk, welcome to the first episode of, uh, of Team Talk. Um, my name's Adam, I'm joined by Matt. Matt, how are you doing? You've been looking forward to it? Yeah, good, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, good. It was something we've been talking about doing for uh, for a week or two now, we've been throwing ideas back and forth. Um, so just to give everyone a little bit of a background, um, we used to work together a couple of years ago, became really good friends and we've always sort of talked of like doing something like this, maybe a YouTube channel or something like that. So as you've probably all seen in the description, um, it's just going to be talking latest football news. Um, we're going to have like a little quiz at the end. And with it being the first one, we don't want to drag it out too long. So we've been talking about topics all week. So the main things we're going to discuss is the latest transfer news with Jaden Sancho. Um, everyone's proper, probably uh, sick of hearing about it now. I am being a Manchester United fan because it's just, it's dragging out like the Pogba deal did. And we're also going to talk about um, players being signed from relegated clubs um, because there's quite a few rumours about a few players coming from clubs that have been relegated to the bigger sort of Premier League clubs and, and kind of a history on successful ones and, and not so successful players. So and then at the end, we've got like a little quiz and a little bit of information on like a mon monthly giveaway that we're going to do. So Matt, Jaden Sancho to Manchester United. Do you think it is going to happen? I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Why do you think that? I think it's terrible because I think, and this, you know, my theory on Man United, they continuously sign <laughs> wingers. They yep. continually sign wingers. Every player they sign is a winger. And you look at that front forward, I've got it wrote down it. That front line, who are they going to play really? Because they've got, they've got Marshall, he's a left yep. winger. They've got Rashford, <laughs> he's also a left winger. They've yep. got Sancho, he's a right winger. Fair enough, yep. yeah, the two could work. Then they've got that lad from, uh, was it Swansea? Is it Wilson? James? James, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a winger. Yeah. It's got rid of Alexis Sanchez. He was a winger as well. Yeah. <laughs> Green, Greenwood potentially is a, is a centre forward, but also he's a winger. Yeah. And I just think there's a play, a serious note with him, and I've seen Man United do this a lot. You know, if you go back to the Ferguson days, they did not spend whatever it is they're on about. They didn't spend 50, 100, 120 million on players. They didn't do it. They had their scouts out and about. They'd be signing players that maybe no one really knew. And I know we're in a different era now, but no one really knew about these players. And yeah. they'd kind of come forward and all of a sudden they'd become stars by being at Man United. I'm a different position, but I'm talking about players like maybe Yapstam, for example. Okay, you might yeah, have yeah. known about him, but you didn't know it was that good. Vidic, I know he's another centre-back. You knew it was good, but you didn't know it was that good. And I just think Man United have become a club now where they're almost so desperate to to sign, a, shall we say, a, a fashionable player like Di Maria, for example. Yeah. Another perfect example there where it just doesn't That's work. Good. And it's almost <laughs> like the brains of that, them people. That just, uh, Di Maria, by the way, is another winger. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and they just... They seem to think, well, you know what, we're going to sign this player and then it's all going to be all right. And it isn't. And I think they'll, they'll do better. I think there's other players out there that are going to be better for Man United in the long term. And I was having a quick look at some of the alternatives that are being labelled. And some of them, I don't think they'll ever do anything. But one of the ones that I looked at was Zahar. And I know they had him before and it didn't really work mm -hmm. out. But it seems to me, obviously, the second subject here, but seems to me that a lot of clubs are, are maybe looking for Crystal Palace to go down. And the second Crystal Palace go down, they're all going to snap on Zahar there. But I think Man United needs to take a risk on him now. Mm -hmm. He's a different player than when they had him before. 
the good thing about the oh, you think? as well, um, I don't know if you know with Zaha, I think we've got like a 25% um, transfer thingy. So if we if we do sign him, we'll get him at a cut price or if someone else signs him, we get 25%. Um, the only mm. thing is with Zaha, for me, he's very uh, inconsistent. Like sometimes you'd see him and he's, he's probably one of the best wingers in the Premier League on his day. Um, but you, you probably get that for like a, a month out of the season. And, and just going back to your point on... Uh, back in the Ferguson days, I completely agree. I feel like the, the difference is they knew they could sign players like Nani, Anderson, Park Ji-sung, players that weren't great, weren't massively known. They were good players, don't get me wrong, but they knew that Fergie would be able to make something with that team. Whereas since Fergie's left, I think there's been a massive panic that the managers aren't going to get the best out of these average players. So like you say, we've been going for the the Falcao, the Di Maria, um, the Paul Falcao, number one, yeah. Yeah. Romelu Lukaku, who is well, well overpriced, in my opinion. Um, but back to Jaden Sancho, I know you mentioned, obviously, another winger. I know we've had a lot of wingers, and you missed that Jesse Lingard. <laughs> so is another one Jesse there. Lingard. Um, I feel like since Fergie left, to be fair, even since the last few years he was there, we've been crying out for a proper right winger. We had Antonio Valencia, <laughs> which ended no, honestly, Valencia, which turned out to be a right back. Um, Ashley Young, he was a right back. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley Young, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just saying, Wan Bissaka, he's a right back. He's a right back, yeah. Um, so you're got... basically playing with left wingers and right backs, yeah, is what you're saying to me. Right um, and then since when Van Gaal came in, I know he used Mata um, as a right winger, and and I Mata, really, he's another winger. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't think Smarter as a winger. I think it's, it's a massive injustice putting him out there. He, he was one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. He won player of the season at Chelsea before we signed him, playing as an attacking midfielder. Put him in out. He's not got the legs to be a winger. And it's, in my opinion, the last few years of his career has just not been as good. But I, I genuinely feel we have needed someone to go on the right for so long. And in my opinion, if we sign Jadon Sancho, I feel like Dortmund are being a little bit unreasonable, but I've had this chat with a few lads at work and a few mates, and they can ask what they want. He's their player at the end of the day. So I feel like United just need to get this deal done and bite the bullet and, and just get him in, give him the number seven shirt. Oh, we Memphis Depay as well, <laughs> another winger. <laughs> Memphis Depay, another winger. But yeah, I feel like I feel like it will happen. Um, I just feel like it's... I think that, I think the, the latest story on it is is the, the sort of transfer deals agreed, but it's the initial payment that Dortmund want more than United are willing to spend. Because I think United are going to uh, looking to invest elsewhere, and if they put too much down initially, it's just going to restrict them in t- in terms of signing other players. So I think there's two deals on the table, and it's going to be the first one to crumble. But Dortmund don't look desperate to sell, whereas Man United are desperate to sign Sancho. So I think it's just going to get to the point. It'll be later in the window, like literally, I think it's October. But I do think he will come to Manchester United. That's 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 what I'm throwing out there. I just think it's a, a bad... I think that, in a serious note, I think that they're a very serious danger if, if he goes there of, of ruining his career, at least in the short term. I don't mean that, you know, nastily towards, you know, Man United fans, but I just think Man United are not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not... You look you look at the league this season, they've, they've finished third in this league, you know, the Chelsea have been appalling. They're not going to be appalling next season. Arsenal are a joke. They're not going to be like that next year. Tottenham are going to be better. We're talking about a Premier League where Sheffield United were competing for a Champions League place yeah. and Man United have finished third in that league. Jaden Sancho, I was looking at his stats and I think if you take his stats, 
into this the Man United team. I think he scored something like 17 goals and 15 assists. So he's created 32 goals there. Yeah. And if Man United, you say they played 32 games, if Man United would have scored one more goal in every single game, they still wouldn't have won the league. I know that some people can say, well, you know, Liverpool have obviously been fantastic this season, as much as I don't particularly like them myself. <laughs> been fantastic this season. I just think that Sancho is going to, he's a major risk of going to Man United. He's, you've just said it yourself, give him the number seven shirt, all the hype, that's the fashionable thing to do, get all the pressures on him. Has he had that pressure before? No, he's gone over to Germany with all the spotlights off him. He's come out of nowhere. Now the spotlight is on him. If it doesn't work for him, which I don't think it will because putting Jadon Sancho in that Man United team is not going to make that Man United team win the league. You're going to need to spend money on at least one, possibly two more strikers if you want to compete in the Champions League and not just complete as in getting out of the group stages or maybe making the last 16 and going, well, do you know what? We've improved this year, maybe finishing second as well, going, do you know what? We've improved this year. You need to compete now. Buying that kind of player right now makes a statement that you need to compete now. And it's who else can you get to come with him? Because what are you going to do if Greenwood gets injured? You're playing one of your, one of your wingers up front. You're playing someone else on the wing. You've got another winger there. Midfield, you know, mid, midfield, you've got Pogba, Matic. You know, it's, it, I don't think that they're there. And I think they'd be better off saving money, getting someone like Zaha, spending other in other areas and properly being able to compete. And I just, like I say, I just think it's a bit of a risk and the kind of risk they've took before and it's not worked. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I think outside our starting 11, 12, uh, since, th- since lockdown, when the whole squad's been fit, everyone's been firing, I think we're one of the most informed teams in Europe. So it, it is looking better for next season. But I think I completely agree that just the one signing, it's not good. Sancho wants to come and, and win trophies. We want to win trophies. We want to be back up there. And I know Liverpool and City have kind of set a new standard now where if you want to win the league, you've, you've pretty much got to win every game to even be competing. And, and that that's literally, they're, they're talking 95 plus points to um to even but you can finish you can do that and still finish second which is just unbelievable but yeah I agree I think if we sign Sancho um like you say there's there's got to be a few more I think if you have a strong 16 then you know you can rotate a few you know if for example if Bruno Fernandez gets injured we, we're back to the team that Oli had before and it's it, we 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 didn't look great so um, no. I think a Grealish. Uh, I know a few people have mentioned Koulibaly from Napoli. I don't see that happening myself, but I'd love it. Uh, and maybe like a defensive midfielder, like a Thomas Partey or an Indidi from Leicester, someone because Matic is getting on now. Even Declan Rice, I'm a big fan of his. But yeah, I think yeah. Um, obviously we've been on this subject for 15 minutes now. But yeah, I, I completely agree. If we sign Sancho, I think <laughs> it might be a it could be a big mistake on his part. But I, I do think we're moving in the right direction under Oli. We we need to keep backing him. Every signing he's brought in so far has done pretty well, and, and I, I, I think I know different opinions. I think if Sancho comes in, it it will do nothing but good for us. Um, but like you said, I think there's definitely a few more signings to to compete, which probably can lead us nicely onto our next subject. Um, although Aston Villa didn't go down, Grealish is sort of a like a relegation candidate. He was a big player we've been talking about, but I know you wanted to talk about sort of players that have been signed from relegated clubs. Um, 
I don't know if you want to... Just before I do, just before we do, just moving back to the last point, sorry to cut you off there. Um, But there's a hard point you made about him being a bit inconsistent. He is inconsistent, but do you not think that maybe he's inconsistent because he is basically Crystal Palace's attack? And with Man United team, with other options, it wouldn't just be him going forward. So maybe he'd have that opportunity to maybe specialise in a couple of two or three or four individual attacks on his own and not have to think, you know, here we go again, I've got to drag the whole team forward. He can be part of something rather than be the something. Yeah, definitely. No, but I, I agree. It's harder to be massively consistent at a lower lower league club. I think that, I think you mentioned it and that the only thing that damages him, and he was so young, and, and I, I think there was a rumour, something to do with him and David Moyes' daughter. I don't know if that's true, but when he came to Manchester United, <laughs> he was 18 or whatever years old, and um, he just wasn't... Um, he, he just he just he just didn't do it. But like you said, he was young and he's carrying the Crystal Palace team, similar to what Grealish does with Villa. Um, he, he's pretty yeah. much carried the whole Aston Villa team. If it wasn't for Grealish, they'd uh, they, they'd be relegated. It wouldn't even, in my opinion, it wouldn't even be close to the quality in that team's poor. Um, which I suppose again leads us nicely on to. I mean, the one major signing that's happened so far from a relegated club, I'm sure you've noticed, is Nathan Ake from Bournemouth to City. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I mean, he's an okay player, but I've always felt... I mean, the one example, I, I did do a bit of research. The one real success story is Roy Keane from Nottingham Forest um, to Manchester United uh, in the 90s. And that was 20 plus 25 years ago, however long ago it was. That just shows yeah. how rare it is that a, a, a big club signs a player from a relegated team and it actually becomes a success. I know you've probably got a few So Liverpool signed Robertson. <laughs> Liverpool yeah. signed Robertson, didn't they, from Hull? Signed who? What's his name again? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Robertson. Yeah, he's, done, he's done all right. He's done all right. <laughs> he's done all right. Obviously, you only know about wingers being a Man United fan. This guy's a left back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Robertson. Yeah, I mean, you can't... I, I knew about him from... I used to play off. I played for a lot of football manager and he was... Um, I can't remember what Scottish club it was potentially... Hibernian or something, but yeah, I knew about it. Hibs, a long I think, time, yeah. Hibs, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely a, a good sign. And I think, I think they went down with Harry Maguire in the team, and Leicester actually picked up Harry Maguire from Hull as well for like twelve million. Yeah, which was, point. Which turned out to be a, a great signing. But yeah, go on. I'm sure you've got a list which we can, which we can. Yeah, Maguire. That's a good point, Maguire. I didn't even when I was looking at a few players, Maguire. He completely slipped out. Under the radar there. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maguire was a good player or slabhead. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's obviously gone at Man United now. When Aldrum's another one. He went to Liverpool. I'm not his biggest fan, but Newcastle had him. They went down, yeah. he went there. Yeah. And they've won the league in the Champions League. Can go the other way, obviously Shakiri. Yeah, at Liverpool yeah. he's on the bench. And you could see that coming a mile off, you know, and they went down and you could see what was coming there. Yeah. My argument with with Shakiri and Wanaldum. Wanaldum's done a lot more than Shakiri, but uh, I wouldn't say they've come up and done a job like Roy Keane did or, or Andy Andy Robertson. In my opinion, best left back in the world. Um, I can't even think of anybody. I think he's up there with your Alfonso Davis um, from uh, Bayern Munich, um, uh, right. David, uh, David Alaba as well. I, I just think Andy Robertson is such him and and Trent is um, as a Man United fan. It's painful to see, but yeah, they've done it. They did a great job picking him up but I don't think Nathan Ake is um, what City need they need a partner for Laporte they, they're trying to replace company which they just didn't do which I think is a big reason they didn't win the league it's his it's his personality as well in the dressing room but 
Um, I don't think Nathan Ake is a Manchester City centre back. I feel like that would be if I'm if you're playing against Man City, I'd be like, right, that's where that's where we target. He, he played for a team that got relegated. We just target Nathan Ake. So I think that yeah. signing a defender from a relegated club, in my opinion, is a big big risk. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I've looked at Bournemouth. Bournemouth, for example, they're going about letting go Ramsdale to Sheffield United. That's the keeper. You know, all right, you could argue that they've not got a good defence in front of him, but one of those defenders was Ake. He's gone for £40 million. Newcastle are on about signing Josh King, Wilson, Brooks. It's like, well, you know, these guys, these guys couldn't... That's basically their entire attack. They couldn't score enough goals to keep them up. So, I know yeah. it's not worked for them. It probably is going to work for us. Let's give them a chance. Probably sign them on a three- or four-year contract. And we'll all be sat here scratching our heads when we go down next season. You know, I just don't get why they're... <laughs> Why they, why they think seem to think they, they can do this? I, the Norwich team as well. I've not put it in in the research here, but the Norwich there's there's an article on on the web on the internet I was reading. The Norwich players, the, Norwich have, have been easily the worst team in the league this season. Like even yeah. if you are a big club looking at them, like surely you'd be better off letting those players go down, get another season under their belt, probably another successful season and coming back up again and then seeing what they do, see how different they are now. And then if they're still, if they've got better, which they probably will have, sign them then or at least have a look at them. Then if you sign them now, when they're off the back of a, in a losing team, in a losing dressing room, bringing them into a, what you're trying to create a winning dressing room, it ain't going to be successful. Unless you sign a, a special player, I don't think it's going to be successful. Yeah. And, Obviously, I Watford. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, I was going to say I didn't think about knowledge like you, but <laughs> I was thinking Todd Cantwell looks decent. You got Timu Puki, who is more of a Championship player for me. But didn't Liverpool go in for one of Norwich's uh, fullbacks? It wasn't Max Aaron's. It was the I think it was the left-sided one. Um, I think they yeah. got bid rejected. But again, it's I just don't get why you'd sign. I mean, I know they had success with Robertson and. Um, arguably success with with one Aldem as well. Who's to, to be fair, he has done okay, but I just don't get why you'd look. I mean, your point's good that their their morale's low. They've been relegated. They're down, and maybe give them another year to see if they come up. The only reason I can think of um, in my head is why you'd go for that is if you've not got a lot of money to spend, and a lot of teams haven't with what happened with the pandemic. Um, you, you you're going to think, oh, we can get some players at a cut price here, and a few of them, yeah. There's some. There's the odd player that would have done. Okay, Josh King, not a bad player. Brooks, not a bad player. Um, like I said, Campwell's not not a bad player. Watford have got quite a few. Saw Man United are on about signing um, that that winger Saw, and I, I don't massively rate him. I won't get into it because I, I want us to get Jaden Sancho. But I just think you look at those clubs and think we can get them at a cut price because everyone's trying not to spend so much money at the moment. Obviously, apart from Manchester United, but I think it's just a cut price thing, in my opinion. Thing for me is it from the player, you'll hear professional ex professionals talking all day on Sky Sports saying players just want to play. Players just want to play. At the end of the day, a football player, they want to play football. That's all they want to do. If you're that Norwich left back, and it's ridiculous that we don't know his name, but that's how good he is that we don't know his name. If you're that guy, good point. Why are you going to Liverpool? Because you're never going to get in that team with Robertson. You're going to be there for probably 18 months. You're going to play in the Carling Cup. Pretty soon, you're going to be loaned out to Southampton. And then you're going to be talking about a permanent transfer, maybe to someone like Crystal Palace again. You've wasted four or five of your, four or five years of your peak career. Do you know what I'm saying? And before you know it, you're 26, 27, the year, best years of your life. And you're really just starting out getting regular football. Why would you want to do that? 
Yeah, I think like you say, it's it's down to the down to the player. Do you want? I mean, personally, if you, if I put myself in his shoes, and obviously I'll never be good enough to even come close to play professional football, but if I was well, <laughs> if I was relegated with Norwich um, and, and Liverpool came in for me off the, on the off chance that Robertson did get injured or just to work with Jurgen Klopp or, or, or do you know what I mean be in training with, with Mohamed Salah and, and Mane and Firmino and, and Van Dijk I, I personally would probably still go um, and if you've got anything about you you'd think I'm, I'm just as good as Robertson I, I, I want to challenge for that spot but like you say realistically that that first eleven, especially the, usually the three of the back four and the front three at Liverpool, you're not getting in that team. And if you go to Liverpool and you play in any of those positions, why would why would Klopp put you in the team? He, he, they've 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 created something there where you're just not going to get in that team. Maybe a centre midfielder might get in, maybe a centre back near Van Dijk. But if you're a fullback or a winger or an attacking player, you're you're on the bench basically, and rightly so. But yeah, yeah, like you say, it's I think it's hence with Shakiri. Obviously, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, between his football career and his music career, you know, obviously, he's he can't do anything, can he? <laughs> yeah, their hips don't lie and all that. Yeah, he's done well, they do um, not lie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, we're coming up to like the 25 minute mark, and I kind of I was kind of thinking 30 minutes. Um, back, so, um, yeah, quick fire, quick fire sort of quiz. I know, Matt, you had like a question and obviously listeners feel free to listen to the question pause it and have a go yourself and let us know how many how many you got but uh, Matt do you want to ask me yours first or do you want me to throw throw mine at you my question yeah yeah okay cool so what are you wearing (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking (laughs) Um, can you name all of Pete all of Peter Crouch's clubs I haven't looked at the answer, by the way, so I'll do it weird. Uh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I'll give it a guess. Um, hazard a guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I've got, I've got a few, I've got a few. So, um, I know he started at, uh, I'm, I, I haven't got a notepad or anything, so if you want to, I don't know if you can jot these down and um, or note them down, yeah. whatever, but I'm... Uh, it's all in I'm, memory, mate. Say again. Oh, I'm going to try and remember it. Okay, cool. So, Southampton, I'm pretty sure he was with Theo Walcott at Southampton. Okay, so you got that completely wrong. He started off at QPR. Right, okay, cool. Did he did he ever go to Southampton? He did go to Southampton. I'm pretty sure he went from QPR to Villa. Right. And then he went from Villa to Southampton. Okay. <laughs> then he went from Southampton to Liverpool. I'll be honest, Southampton is the first I've heard, I heard of Peter Crouch personally. Um did yeah. he go straight from Southampton? Okay, uh, I know he played for Spurs, obviously under Redknapp. Um, yeah, Port- but I think Redknapp took him there from Portsmouth. Yes, yeah, yeah. So what we're saying, Liverpool to Portsmouth, Portsmouth to Spurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then he go back to Portsmouth. I know a load of them went back to Portsmouth. Right, you know what Redknapp's like. Yeah, he, uh, he likes to sign. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got his, <laughs> got his favourites. Uh, Yes. And there you go. got Cranchar, <laughs> Crouchy, Erwin <laughs> He's the best left back, slash centre back in the Premier League. Anyway, breath of fresh air. <laughs> I know we um, <laughs> played for Stoke as well because I remember a goal he scored against Manchester City. It was outside the box, took it on his chest, right footed volley straight at the back uh, back post. So he definitely played for Stoke. Um, I'll be honest, after that, I, I have no idea. Um, Played for Burnley. He, played... he finished his career at Burnley. Ah, yes, I remember that. Should bringing him in. Yeah, okay, okay. Eating wood. 
eating wood, wooden nails. That's what Burnley do. Yeah, um, they're men. <laughs> proper men. Um, cool. Are we done with your questions? I've got I've got an half decent one here. Again, I've I've, I've checked it before. Trying to say about my question. My question weren't half decent, was it? No, no. You're trying to say it. <laughs> It was all right. It was good. It was good. It was a bit too difficult. Right. I thought I'd do better to be like honest. a four, like a four and a half out of ten or something. Maybe six. Maybe six. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And everyone else, obviously, if you pause it at that point, we've we've kind of established um, the club that he played for. If we've got it massively wrong on this one, feel free to obviously uh, let us know. But my question is, can you name maybe six of the twelve clubs that Nicholas Anelka has played for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then, yeah. Oh, you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was the question. Can you do it? <laughs> yes, I can do it. Go what, on, Premier man. League clubs or just clubs in general? Um, any clubs. I, I mean, I can only think of three or four Premier League clubs, maybe three, four. Yeah, I thought... Okay, so we played for PSG. Okay, yeah, that's one. You played for Arsenal. Yeah. Then he left Arsenal. I'm sure he went to Real Madrid, but if yeah. he didn't, um, then he played for Liverpool, he played for Chelsea, he played for West Brom, he played for Bolton. Yeah. How many is that? I've lost count. I can't count because past four, so I've, I've lost count. You've definitely hit six, mate. I was just thinking, uh, I forgot about Chelsea, and that's probably that he missed a penalty. He's the guy that missed the penalty, Champions League final. Uh, he is the guy. He played for Man City as well. He did. He played for Man City. He's played for all Manchester United's rivals, basically, um, which is why I'm not. He did too fun do you know what in all honesty I thought he was I thought he was a really good player um, I was most impressed with him at Bolton because um, I remember we they were like not rivals but they were every time we played them from like 2006 to 2009 um, we always struggled and, and Anelka always stood out for me and, and that's when I sort of started keeping an eye on him but even when he went to Chelsea it was okay but yeah I've, I've always sort of rated him but obviously disliked him because of all the clubs he's played for um, Chelsea. He only went to Chelsea because they had an injury. They had an injury, I think, to Drogba, and they needed a striker, and he was the man. Yeah, but I think him and I think Ancelotti came in, and they he played them two together. And I think I remember the last game of the season, them winning like they beat someone like seven one, and they absolutely just steamrolled the league. They looked. I mean, if you can imagine being a defender and you've got Didier Drogba, Nicholas Anelka, not not they weren't young. I think they were like late twenties, early thirties, but. That that's that's frightening, and with the team behind him, the Michael Balak, Frank Lampard, um, it's just yeah, that's absolutely frightening for defenders. Um, right, Matt, what I'll do because we've just hit the thirty-minute mark. Um, thanks for your time. Obviously, same time next week. Um, we'll see we'll see how things go. I'll get this all published and put on. Try and get it on for first thing in the morning. Um, that's Friday morning, Friday the fourteenth of August, uh, and we're going to do a monthly giveaway as well. So um, we're not sure how we're going to sort of like do the standards for the competition it might just be a random pick for one of our followers um, and we'll we'll send you something out in the post obviously football related but yeah no it's been fun Matt same time next week yeah cool man no problem cheers see you later see you later bye, bye.